Welcome to the Bike Life Podcast by Warm Showers Foundation, where we will be sharing knowledge, experience, tools, and stories of touring cyclists and hosts from around the world. I'm Tauber Lee, the woman behind the scenes at Warm Showers Foundation, the leading platform for cyclists looking for hosts and to connect with a passionate international community. Find out more by visiting us at warmshowers.org. Now, on to the show. Today, we have the author of Conversations Across America, which is a book about a father-son journey of a lifetime, a 73-day, 4,600-mile cross-country bike trip Kari took in 2015 with his 75-year-old dad, Merv, who had early-on-stage Alzheimer's. Their adventure reminds us of the power of perseverance and adaptability in the face of uncertainty. It's also a heartwarming example of listening in discovery, including 300 short conversations with people who approached them along the way, which provided such a rich snapshot of America, especially in the rural parts of America. So Kari, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. It is wonderful to be here. So tell us how you originally got involved in, well, let's start with warm showers or let's start with touring and then we'll get to warm showers. Yeah. Okay. So, so touring, uh, I grew up in Eugene, Oregon and very progressive outdoor place. And so in the early eighties, we were doing triathlons. Uh, my dad was someone who biked to work, um, when that was kind of unheard of. Um, and, uh, and so early on kind of the first bike touring adventure we did was 1984. My, I was a, just finished eighth grade. My dad and I um, biked from, uh, it was three day, 300 miles from Pinedale, Wyoming, where our grandparents had this small little cabin up through Jackson hole and then up and around Yellowstone. And my sister and her friend drove as SAG support. But those three days, 300 miles was at that time, just an eye opening, uh, experience and taste of adventure and all the, and how you have to work through all of those, um, uncomfortable lows to get to then the incredible highs. Um, amazing experience, uh, kind of fast forward, did a number of other things with my father. Um, we, in 2001, we did a five day, 300 mile self-supported tour of, of the San Juan Skyway in Southwestern mm. Colorado. Amazing, uh, gorgeous and, uh, and, and continued over the years talking about doing a cross country bike trip on the Trans Am, but it had never happened. And so then 2015, suddenly we had this opportunity and seized it. Mm, so you've been you've been touring together for a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had done. Um, uh, I mean, those those two. We also did a um, you know short kind of two day uh, the, a busted trip down the Oregon coast. Busted because had some injuries that on day two we stopped uh, short. But mm. and then I had done something with years ago. I had done something with a fr- a buddy out of um, a college buddy several years out of school. We biked from um, uh, Santa Rosa, just north of San Francisco, over the Golden Gate Bridge, then down the down Route One, all the way down the California coast to Tijuana, and took two weeks to do that. So that was my real first taste of ooh bike adventure, um, and also mm-hmm. the beauty of seeing how you know besides there's the relationship of the of the riders, um, and there's the, the the kind of the physical part of that, and the and the and the scenic part, but then all, how all of the people. It's amazing how when you're on a bike, you're vulnerable and people come up Mm -hmm. and start talking to you. And so there's this opportunity to connect with people along the way. Um, So that was one of the- Was that, 
has that always been your greatest joy of the the, the connection, the opportunity to meet others it, along the way? Well, that's what I've found is, um, uh, you know, I, I mean, there's so many elements to bike adventure and, uh, you know, and, and I love all of them. But one of those that I think is, is um, that really makes it special is the just going with open ears and eyes and heart and listening to people tell their stories all along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I find with a lot of bike adventure, I think it becomes self-absorbed. Look, we got from a point A to point B. Look, isn't this awesome? And they kind of whisk through, whisk by a lot of things. Um, it's kind of amazing. It was that the show amazing race and like, okay, did you really mm-hmm. see the world? <laughs> yeah. You saw a lot yeah. of it. That's one way to do it. But, but when you have the chance to share a meal with a lot of people, um, let alone, you know, a, a, a room to transition into warm showers, I mean, that's uh, what an, that like that, that just completely changes the depth of connection. Um, and I think the overall enjoyment of travel. Yeah, our community is very unique and it is such a warm and welcoming environment between hosts and cyclists. And the, the impact is both ways. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it reminds me of, um, you know, one of the people that we met, this was, this was before I was aware of warm showers. We became aware of warm showers, uh, thanks to another cyclist when we got to Colorado. Uh, mm. but, uh, in Kansas, uh, we ended up, you know, the, the, I know a lot of folks have cycled through, there's a, a lot of tor- tornado warnings, thunder showers, winds, all of that. And so on one of these days, um, you know, we were soaked and it's 6 PM and we stop in a diner to have some dinner and it's now 7 p.m. Don't know where we're going to stay that night. And someone walks up and introduces themselves. And it's this couple. Actually, the gentleman happens to be the mayor of the town. And uh, strike up a conversation. And they in- invite us in. And it turns out that they had hosted Trans Am cyclists since the inception, 1976. And they were both former educators. But they really wanted to do that every year because they wanted their kids to understand uh, more about the world. And they felt that mm-hmm. by doing that, it was a great way. All these people coming through, sharing their stories, it was a great way to expose their kids to the world. I thought that was uh, beautiful. And then it also gave us a wonderful night and got us out of the rain. <laughs> and they introduced you to warm showers. No, the, the, they weren't. Uh, I don't know if they were part of warm showers. Oh, my, they were just your first this, experience this, getting hosted. This was, yeah. this was an, one, I mean, we had uh, experiences prior to that. We didn't become yeah. aware of warm showers until we were pedaling in Colorado and ended up, there was another westbound cyclist, young guy, right out of college, uh, biking across country to attend his, his brother's graduation at the University of Oregon, Eugene, where we're from. Um, and we're chatting along and turns out, oh yeah, and the next night he's going to be staying at this place through this platform called Warm Shower. Oh, tell us about that. What's that? And so we our, our first experience then was with him uh, on this goat farm where we, uh, and of, of the place, the Warm Showers experiences, this was the one where we actually did some manual labor. Uh, mm. uh, and it was it was so much fun. Um, and I love it. So yeah, so the Kansas, the mayor in Kansas just gave you shelter for the night and someone in Colorado introduced you to Warm Showers. Correct. And, and, yeah. and that's not to say that, the, that that family in uh, Kansas isn't part of warm showers. We just weren't aware mm-hmm. of um, uh, that at the time. So after you discovered warm showers, how did that change your cycling experience, your touring experience? Um, well, at, you know, so at, at that point, um, we were already two thirds of the way through. 
So we were already very flexible on, okay, are we going to, do we need to sleep on the camp on the side of the road or behind a gas station? Or are we going to stay in a little motel? Or was there a church or a churchyard, et cetera? Um, and so we ended up staying, um, and, and, and I've got to say that the other, the other challenge that we had was we had a timetable of, we needed, I needed to be back by July 1st. We started April 14th. And so that basically gave this window of 73 days. Um, and mm. so I knew that we had to kind of keep moving. And then we had this unpredictable element of, um, not only general bike adventure and uncertainty, but my dad had early stage Alzheimer's. And so I, I had to kind of play every day by ear. And that meant mm. that 70, 75% of the days at 4 PM, we could not tell you where we were going to be sleeping that night because we needed to keep that flexibility. Oh, you know, we got to ride a couple more hours of this. Um, and so as a result, um, we weren't, we were very rarely committing to anything a day ahead of time. And mm -hmm. that said, uh, we ended up staying with a couple more folks in Colorado, uh, through warm showers, which was awesome, including, uh, fair, uh, fair play Colorado, right before you cross, mm -hmm. um, uh, Hoosier pass, uh, which is the highest point, uh, the Trans Am. Mm -hmm. And then we stayed with a couple folks in Montana. Um, that was awesome, including one in, uh, Missoula, uh, where mm. the Adventure Cycling Association. Uh, oh, yes. And, Did you stop and see them yeah. along oh, the way? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's amazing. it. And so now, now in, so in retrospect, if we had known about warm showers in Virginia, we would have done, uh, used that a lot more. For sure. So this was 2015? 2015, yes. 2015. And what was that like touring with your dad? with the early stages of Alzheimer's. And I, I'm familiar because my mom is also in those stages. So I, I understand that there's a, still a lot of normalcy until there's not. Yeah. So, um, you know, so we had, so my, my dad had been diagnosed, my dad was um, 75 when we did this. So, so already um, old, older, um, but stayed physically fit. But a couple years prior, he had received this diagnosis of mild cognitive impairment which really is a euphemism for, for, uh, for Alzheimer's. And so we had started, I was living in New York at the time. My sister was in Hong Kong. Uh, my parents are separated. So my dad lived alone. Um, but we were seeing a decline in behavior and you saw, um, confusion of place. You saw a loss of words. Um, you saw, um, just not getting basic things done around the house. Um, and, and, uh, and he was even starting to, um, sometimes get lost and not find his way home. Um, and, and so friends and family were raising all of these, um, alarm bells and, um, including we needed down, we've got to get Merv out of the house and he's, my dad was named Murph, um, got to get him in the, you know, uh, simplify things. And so when we had this window, uh, suddenly I was between, um, uh, had been hired, uh, uh, had the opportunity to, um, uh, transition and work that wouldn't start for four months. There was this rare window mm -hmm. where it was like, you know, we've talked about this trip forever. If now are things perfect? No, 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 not at all. And okay, but if we don't do this right now, I'm probably gonna, I'm going to be tied up with work, and I won't uh, get a block of time like this. And quite frankly, we don't know what's going to happen with my dad's cognitive health. Um, and so, um, in less than perfect circumstances, we transitioned as best we could, and then and then within a few weeks, uh, we pulled the trigger and we were dipping our wheel and rear wheel and. Yorktown, Virginia, and off. And so now to, you know, the 
um, kind of the, the practical challenges then on, on day two, you know, suddenly I'm fearing that my dad has wandered off and I'm saying, oh my God, I've lost my dad on day two. Um, on day four, um, uh, we get into a camp. Uh, we were at a campground, RV park campground. Um, my dad goes to the restroom. I make, um, uh, set, up, set up tent, go get some food, make dinner, eat dinner, and 45 minutes later, my dad's coming back from the restroom. So I'm scratching my head saying, huh, okay, I, I, I need to check in on him now going forward. Um, and then day five, he comes out of the restroom, ready to cycle, and he's got his Lycra shorts on inside out. And there's this wonderful bright red padded crotch screaming like a bullseye. <laughs> and so I you know, get to make him aware of that uh, little fashion faux pas and get him squared away. And then, and then we're off. Um, so that gives you a sense of, of you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I didn't know because this, besides being able to pursue this dream, it was going to be an opportunity for me to spend 73 days close. Um, I mean, we were rarely more than 10 feet apart. And, um, and so I could see for myself how my dad was dealing with the Alzheimer's. Hmm. And so after the trip, how did that impact like your plans for your father? Like what, what, what happened after yeah, so when we uh, um, so we had we had listed his house for sale, and we helped I helped clean things out, and we were kind of prepping for his move right before the trip. On the trip, while we were in Missouri, um, I was um, kind of still working with a broker, uh, you know, when wherever we could get Wi-Fi, um, and then it was in Idaho that actually um, uh, there was an offer on the house, and so um, and that sparked some interesting. Um, uh, difficult conversations about around the theme of Alzheimer's and kind of the year going forward. Um, but when we ended literally the next day, um, it dipped, you know, got to Astoria the next afternoon, we were in Eugene there visiting several places, uh, several uh, possible one bedroom units in a, an independent living center. Um, and, uh, and about six weeks later, uh, my dad uh, made the move, made the final move. And then the next four years, just to kind of fast forward, he was there for two years, wonderful experience, um, but continued to uh, have cognitive decline. And then uh, then we moved him into assisted living three years out, and then from there into memory care four years out, and he passed uh, about six months after that, actually just before COVID. So um, our last mm-hmm. celebration was, um, uh, the, the celebration of life was March 1st, uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was probably the large, the, the, the last large gathering in Eugene there. Uh, and everyone was abuzz talking about this thing called COVID. So, mm. um, what a beautiful, what a beautiful experience. You know, the, the fact that you listened to the timing becoming available in this one chunk while you had the availability to do it. I just so deeply, uh, honor that you took advantage of that. And I'm sure that that was so, 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 so special for your father. Yeah, you know, I, I, so thank you. Um, and, uh, you know, I th- big, big adventures like that, especially I think with, um, with loved ones, you have the experience itself and all the, the highs and lows that may come with that. Um, uh, but then you get really residual value of that experience for the rest of your life, um, which really are these, these, these smiles um, and mm-hmm. so for those last four years of Merv's life, you know, my dad was, um, you know, one of the humblest people you'll ever meet, not one to puff his chest. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, he, he just crushed it. I mean, he, he biked, it was 4,600 miles across the country as a 75 year old with early stage Alzheimer's goes all the way across, but he's never going to, you know, self-promote. And, uh, and, and, and when people would come up for those next four and a half years and say, Hey, what, did, 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 did you cross the country on the bike? You would see him glow and he, whatever mm. he would, did now he was just glowing. And so I think that's just a reminder of, you know, if, if to encourage folks to whatever those, those, you know, I always thought, I always wonder like, man, go for it. Seize the day. Um, And you know, what's fascinating is when you talk about it, you glow. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, exactly. And so I've, I've, you know, I've been fortunate to be around other folks that have listened to those voices um, and followed those. And so uh, this, uh, I've, I've been kind of systematic. Okay, now what's the next little void? What's, and so that was an opportunity of, um, you know, and I'm not sure if I'd been exposed to a lot of people like that. It, 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 there were too many reasons for us not to do the trip, too many practical mm-hmm. reasons for us not to do the trip. And yet mm-hmm. the magic, you know, I think the magic, so much of the magic of life comes when you go off piste. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not, there's the, there's the runs over here, oh, but they're going off piste. I don't know about that. Yeah. 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 That's my life in a nutshell. Yeah. So I totally get it. <laughs> we're, we're talking the same language. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by bikeflights.com, the leading bicycle shipping service and bike box supplier for cyclists. You'll enjoy low costs, excellent service, and on-time delivery with every shipment. And you get preferred handling for your high-value bikes, wheels, and gear. As a brand built around a love for the outdoors, they are committed to reducing environmental impact, and every bike flight's shipment is carbon neutral. Join the nearly 1 million cyclists who have used bike flights to ship their bikes, wheels, and gear with confidence since 2009 and see how easy it is to book, manage, and track all of your shipments. Visit bikeflights.com forward slash warm showers today for more information and to book your shipment. Now back to the show. Um, so what, tell me about the book. How did the book come to formulation in your mind to document this journey? Because you didn't just document the journey. You shared 300 conversations of people that you met along the way. Yeah. So, um, so I referenced the trip that I did with a buddy, uh, down the California coast years ago. It was 1996. And after that, I had done just kind of this little problem where I was like, well, let me just do a little visual poster here of some of these places and some of these characters, these colorful characters that we met along the way. And, oh, and it's so funny. They said this and this. And so that gave me the idea of something like this. Um, and then just in 2013, um, before we did the trip, I'd seen the Humans of New York. Um, I don't know if you know Brandon Stanton. And, and, uh, yes. Just, mm-hmm. you know, beautiful. And he's just literally going around New York City and like, oh, take a photo. And occasionally there'd be a quick little caption or something, but not often not. It was just a photo. So um, when we did this trip, I wasn't thinking about telling the father-son part of the trip. I was wanted to come up with this kind of coffee table book that you could pick up, put down, and just get a snapshot of America. And um, and so, you know, that that's what it ended up being is you, you, we, we would have conversations with coal miners in Kentucky and farmers in Kansas and hunters in Montana um, and you just get the entrepreneurs in Colorado and you just, you just get the people walking across the country and you just get this wonderful range of folks and whatever is on their mind then and there. 
And it's amazing because pretty quickly they also start to tell you, you know, it, it, everything starts with, hey, where are you headed? Or, hey, where are you mm-hmm. coming from? Uh, mm-hmm. And and then pretty quickly, if you flip it or you say, hey, how about you? Where are you from here? Now they're telling you their life story. And oftentimes mm-hmm. they're telling you their dreams, you know, something they've wanted to do, some amazing experience they had. This reminds me of, oh, when I did that. Some of them are telling you about the disasters. I always wanted to do that, but, you know, this happened and now I'm battling mm-hmm. that, that, uh, but it's just this wonderful, poignant snapshot of, uh, you know, of, of America all the way across. And so, so kind of as a practical standpoint, I went and what I would do is, as we're pedaling, then we, you know, you, you don't know who's coming, coming up to you. So as soon as we would have these conversations pretty quickly, I'd pull out my you know, phone while I was either at the next stop or sometimes like at the top of a hill while I'm waiting for my dad to, to climb out. And I would thumb this into Evernote, use the application Evernote. And I was like, okay, what did oh, they yeah. say? Okay, da, 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 da. And, and I got really good at replaying all of these conversations on the bike. So it's like, okay, they, they said that, they used this line. Um, you know, I've got a decent memory, but, uh, uh, but I got really good at memorizing the little, the, those little new, the little slang that they use in each region mm-hmm. or the specific you know, state park that whatever. And, and, um, and so I got really good at capturing all of that. And, uh, so anyways, completed that after the, um, uh, as part of a creative sabbatical here a few years ago, 2019, I started putting that together. And then when my dad passed March of 2020, that I'm, or the celebration was March, 2020, I realized, okay, if I don't tell the father son part of this story, and about the Alzheimer's part and just the whole, wow, um, I'm missing out on a big part of this. And so, and I w- wouldn't have been emotionally ready for that either because, right. um, you know, cause I was still in 2019, we were, I was still, you know, as I, I phrased it, it was, I was still in the middle of this long goodbye. Kind of mm-hmm. that, that trip was the start of a long goodbye. Um, and then when I finally mm-hmm. said goodbye, then I was ready to say, okay, there's, I think there's a beautiful mm-hmm. father son story here. Um, that can be helpful to other folks. Mm-hmm. I love it. So your book came out this year. Yeah, yeah, it just came out, and I've got I uh, just finished up the audio book, and so that's uh, we're uh, that uh, we're hoping to get that out here in the next week. Um, and, and, it, and of course, anybody listening knows that we're going to put all the links in the show notes on where they can find the book, both the audio and the print version. And this is this is so fascinating. Not only the story of your time with your dad, like that itself is like its own unfolding. But the way that you unfolded the journey amongst all these people you met along the way is so interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, if, if you leave, you just leave through again, the, the, that part of it, I just wanted something because I'm, I'm, I'm curious and, and I just wanted something that literally you go to the bathroom, you could pick something up and kind of leaf through and like, Oh, suddenly you're in Kansas. And like, what does a mm-hmm. farmer talk about in Kansas? Oh, that's interesting. Oh, what does, um, you know, here's, here's a, um, uh, uh, you know, a, a native American offering us some Chinook salmon that he smoked in Idaho. What like, uh, just, I mean, this, these incredible range of characters. Um, and you really, you know, and the other thing is you get, um, you know, I'd say maybe 10% of the time you get some life lessons thrown in there. And so it's, I think it's this beautiful, beautiful, um, uh, collection of stories that I consider kind of wisdom for, uh, our daughter as well. You read through mm-hmm. that and you're going to get a quick, um, sense of life as well. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, it's, uh, originally, it was inspired also by uh, you know travels with Charlie uh, Steinbeck, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. except you know he went off and his uh, uh, Rocinante was his truck and uh, Charlie was his poodle. Uh, I went off uh, with Merv on uh, uh, on bikes, <laughs> but we but we both were discovering it. America. Yeah, I love it. Do you have any future touring plans? Uh, not now. I mean, I'm doing like a lot of this is virtual. I was just, uh, I, I was, uh, um, uh, so for, um, sorry, uh, tour, not, not book promotion, uh, bike tour. Yes. Uh, yes. Bike touring. You know, oh I, yes. I, yes. I, and yes. Uh, book, book promotion yeah. is virtual. I got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but bike touring. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've always got ideas spinning in my head. I did mm-hmm. a, um, there was a ride to end Alzheimer's in Wembley, Texas, just outside of Austin. Um, and that was, so So just a few weeks ago, kind of, um, I did uh, a century there. And that was the first time I'd actually pedaled 100 miles since our trip. Done mm. plenty of cycling, but not um, like that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've got, yeah, I've, uh, nothing on the um, on the books right now, but you know, I, I, I'm trying to say, what are those meaningful trips that I could do with others? And at the mm-hmm. top of the list right now, where you combine people's interests, daughter has a growing mm-hmm. interest in France. And so, mm-hmm. and is, is 13, I would love in the next couple of years to do a bike adventure across France with her. That would be amazing. Keep us posted. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, listen, Kari, this is great. We're so grateful that you were willing to take the time to share your story with us and not just share your story with us here on this podcast, but to share it in a book format where um, many people can go along the journey with you and meet those across America and hear about you and your dad's, you know, ups and downs and all the in-between and the glow that it brings to your face. I look forward to reading it myself. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to be here and I am very grateful for the service that Warm Showers provides. I think the mission is awesome and uh, the world needs a lot more of that. Thank you. It is our goal to experience more of Warm Showers in different parts of the world. So stay tuned yeah. for that. And so how how else can people reach you? We'll put the link in the show notes to your uh, to your book, but how can people reach you if they want to follow you on social media or website or blog? Yeah, the, so the easiest is, um, uh, obviously the, for the book is through Amazon, but the easiest for me is probably my voiceover website, which is uh, Kari Loya, K-A-R-I-L-O-Y-A-V-O.com. And there, there's contact info or or LinkedIn, and then I'm I'm on other things, but that's le- that's that's kind of other projects. Yes, of course, we'll add that for you. Thank you again, Kari. Awesome, a pleasure, Tavali. And for those of you listening, thank you. We appreciate you being here. And if you are catching us on YouTube, make sure that you give us a thumbs up and subscribe. And we will be back. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Wherever you are listening, please leave us a rating and a review as it helps us reach more cyclists and hosts around the world. Visit us at warmshowers.org to become a part of our community or on Instagram at warmshowers underscore org. If you would like to be a guest on the show or submit a question, please make sure to email us at podcast at warmshowers.org.